Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'll be your host today. I'm super excited for today's guest. We have got uh, Cole Souza from the Salt Lake City, Utah area. Cole, how you doing today, man? Hey, doing great, Andrew. Super happy to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, you bet, man. We're excited to have you. Um, we have Cole on today to talk about a lot of really important things, especially for new agents. We're going to talk about um, you know a lot of the stuff that's hot right now, like low inventory, um, how to find people who need to sell versus people who want to sell. But what we're really going to dig into today is how you can instill absolute certainty in yourself and in your brand and in your processes and your product, how you can really build confidence as a real estate agent, especially a newer real estate agent. Um, Cole's going to take us to school on a lot of that. Uh, before we get really digging into the conversation, I want to remind everyone, whether you're joining us on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're at, uh, chime in, let us know where you're coming from. If you have any questions or comments for Cole, put them in the chat, we'll pass them along. And uh, we want to keep this as interactive as possible. So, uh, so chime in and, and, uh, and we'll get things rolling. Cole, let's, uh, let's go ahead and have you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and kind of how you got started and where you're at in real estate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I initially hail from Sacramento, California. So I'm, I'm one of those dreaded uh, California transplants to the Midwest area. Yeah, um, got to love it. Uh, but I've lived in Utah in the Salt Lake area now for uh, about eight years. Um, and as far as real estate goes, uh, yeah, I, I really it was witnessing the, the crazy uh, Salt Lake and kind of Utah real estate market. Um, I was just working a regular job. I was working in politics, actually. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I bought a townhome in 2014. Um, and then uh, a couple years later, I went to look to sell it and it was worth almost twice as much as I had bought it for. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's something to this real estate game. So um, I actually got into real estate investing first. I started okay. on the side while I was in politics. I did some flips, uh, did some wholesaling as well. Um, a couple buy and holds, a couple rentals. Um, and then, yeah, after a couple of years of that, I said, uh, you know what? I think I want to jump in uh, full scale, and that's actually my, my license. So again, kind of odd. I went the reverse direction from real estate yeah. investor to real estate agent, and now I do both. That's super interesting. You don't hear that a lot. That you go from from investing to agent. What, what kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what kind of pushed you? Um, so you said you bought that first property. You realized how much it, it you know increased in value over a couple of years. Um, yeah. What was what was the final push into real estate, or did it just kind of seem like the right thing to do? Yeah, it was a combination of things. Um, one, uh, you know, I really was interested in entrepreneurship and, and wealth building, and um, as a lot of people know, I'm sure, especially a lot of listeners of this podcast, uh, there have been more millionaires in the United States made through real estate than, than anything else. Um, so that intrigued me, seeing how rapidly I was able to grow some wealth as a pretty young guy, um, just through the market. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I also was really lucky. I was fortunate just in my political 
a job. I was around a lot of guys who who were uh, politicians, but their day job was real estate. They were developers, they were house flippers. Um, so that, that seed was just planted. Um, and then after just doing one deal, I just loved it. So that was the big thing, just really got the bug. That's awesome. Well, I think this is a perfect way to lead into to one of our first questions we have for you today, which is how did you build confidence and feel like you were capable as a new agent, right? I mean, you were already kind of in the real estate area with, with, with your property and investing a little bit, but, but how did you really get the momentum built up to be a confident real estate agent? Well, yes. Um, first of all, I think that is the most important part, right? I think confidence is key. Um, to real estate in general. And for me, um, when I was a new agent, I did have the advantage of kind of knowing the industry and the game a little bit, so I had some knowledge. Uh, I actually think that's the first step for anybody, I think, is getting that knowledge, right? So I think the best thing you can do is is consume, consume, listen to podcasts, listen to this podcast, listen to uh, real estate influencers that interest you, read books, um, Bigger Pockets is a great forum online, that's one of my favorite forums, they have a lot of great books. Um, so I would say get knowledgeable. Um, then the next step is, this is the tough part, a lot of people get stuck on that consumption phase instead of acting. Right. Um, but get enough knowledge that you feel like you know a little bit of what you're talking about. Um, and then the next step is uh, get around people. Get around people who are doing what you want to do. Um, get into a, a brokerage that has uh, some top producers or are working in the type of, of area you'd like to work in. Um, and then take action. Um, I think the more the more knowledge you gain and the more action you take, the more confident you can be. And I think especially that knowledge at the beginning is key because when you're not confident in yourself, when you haven't closed a deal or five or ten deals, um, you can be confident in the process, right? right? In the proven process and the knowledge that you've gained and you can build on that. So that's what I'd say. That's awesome. And I love I love that idea of don't get stuck in consumption and in in obsessing over the knowledge because the knowledge is important the knowledge is key that's how you're going to really implement and build that confidence but don't get stuck take action so what were some of the first actions that you took obviously you did some real estate research you became familiar but what was kind of your first step into taking action and and some of your first um you know big moves i think getting in the room with with uh top producers figuring out what top producers do looking at someone who's where you want to be and doing that. It's not reinventing the wheel. Success leaves clues. I'm not sure if that was crackly last time, but it's, you know, it's a phrase everyone's heard. Yeah. Um, it's true. And so um, that's the first thing I did. I just said, okay, I know uh, what I know, but I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I glued myself to um, the people I wanted to be like. Um, and I, I wanted to get to, and I looked at what they did. Um, and then I started doing it immediately before I was confident in my ability to necessarily do it. I was confident in the fact that they had done it and it had worked. And so I bought into that and then I did it. I used, um, their scripts. I used their tactics. I, I just, um, I started taking imperfect action and, mm. um, a couple things happened. One, I was not very good at first. <laughs> it was really um, rough. You know what I mean? There was yeah. a lot of reps that were not super successful. Um, but two things happened. So I got better. My skills got better. I was more more articulate. I was able to get my value proposition across to prospects. I was able to sound more confident on the phone. Um, so I was just, I got better. Um, 
but two, I had just built up a ton of people I had talked to already instead right. of starting from, you know, ground one when I felt confident to move forward. I had a lot of people to follow up with. I had appointments mm-hmm. set already. I had things going on and I had an understanding of how a transaction works, which which built even more on top of that confidence. So Yeah, that's fantastic. And where did you go to to find I think maybe you mentioned this, but where did you go to find those people who you could kind of emulate and replicate their practices? Was it people in your brokerage? Did you have a coach? What did that look like? Great question. Great question. Yes. So all of the above. Nice. <laughs> uh, I do firmly believe in coaching. I think it's great. I think, um, you know, this isn't very different from being an athlete, right? A lot of mm. it is mindset. A lot of it is performance focus. And the top athletes usually don't even have one coach. They have many to work on their different skills. So um, I think a coach is really crucial. And that is something that I have had from the beginning and that I, I have invested in and viewed it as an investment myself. Um, and then I sought out online. The cool thing about 2021, right, is there's it's all there. It's all out there. I went on YouTube. You know, I did Google searches. There are a few very prominent, um, you know, real estate influencers and coaches out there. Many of them use Red X and are cold callers. Um, and uh, and I imitated what they did. So yeah. so I just it, it's the, the knowledge is there for those who want it. That's what I would say. Um, but then also, yes, in my brokerage, I did glue myself, you know, to the hip of people that I wanted to be like, and I found ways that I could provide value for them. So, awesome. So yeah. you, you mentioned um, Red X. How long have you been prospecting? Did you prospect from day one or when did you get into that? Yeah, absolutely. From day one, I prospected. So I really wanted to to do a couple things when I started. Um, I didn't want to do the typical call of my family and friends that everybody says to do and say, right. hey, how's it going? By the way, I'm in real estate now, which is fine. You know, I don't want to knock that. Um, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to um, I wanted to prove to myself that I could, you know, deliver value to complete strangers, get a deal done. And 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 so, yeah, from day one, I was prospecting. That was that was the first thing I did. Again, it was tough. I got a lot of people saying, get a real job. Um, <laughs> get a real job. Um, but man, let me tell you, when the very first deal I did was a complete stranger from a cold call, the confidence, I don't say that to like boost my, I think anyone can do that. Yeah. But, but since that was my first deal, instead of kind of a give me from a, a family or friend, the confidence boost that gave me, the momentum it gave me going forward. Um, and, and furthermore, the legitimacy that that, that, gave me with my family and friends i started having people reach out to me instead of having to uh necessarily reach out to them so yeah right that's fantastic and and in that before you landed that first deal through cold calling um what did you do every day to kind of get the confidence and get the motivation to cold call because a lot of people say the hardest step is getting on the phone right the hardest step is making that first call and then and then getting rejected Mm -hmm. hearing objections all day and then doing it again how did you kind of push yourself to keep keep going that is a great question because um, I'm not a superhuman. And I think sometimes when people talk about these things, it's really easy to just be like, yeah, man, you just get on the phone. You right. cold call, you grind, you hit the doors. And and like, it's true. That is how you are successful. But it is hard. It's tiring. Um, so for me, I think that has a lot to do with that certainty, that confidence, the, the routines and the processes that I set in place for myself. Um, so, um, you know, I don't just sit down and pick up the phone and start calling. Um, I study my scripts. You know, I, I watch some cold calling on YouTube. I do that less now than I did when I first started, but yeah. I still will watch a, a short video and give myself some refreshers or maybe look up some ideas on how people have approached certain objections. 
Um, I also have, you know, mantras as corny again as that is as Hokies people view that I have mantras that I say myself that, that help with my self-belief and my certainty. And, um, I do that before I cold call as well. I kind of go through those and I say those to myself and I get into a mindset where I'm certain in what I'm doing before I get on those phones. I am certain about a few things. I am certain that I want to help the people I'm going to talk to. Absolutely. Mm. I'm not bugging them. I am calling them to help them. Two, I'm certain that I'm the guy to do that. I'm the man for that job. I am the one who's who they need to work with. Um, and three, I am very certain about my processes, my brand, my brokerage, my team, and, and what will happen to them moving forward. And so I make sure I have that mindset before I ever get on the phone. I'm not uncertain. I'm not any of these things. And it's still hard. It's still really, really hard. Um, but it's a lot easier when they say no or they're rude on that first call when in your mind you're like, your loss, your loss, I'm here to help. You probably have a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars sitting underneath you, and it could benefit you to reposition that, and you don't even know. So I'm going to move right. to the next one, and I think it's just about that mindset. That's fantastic, and I, I, I love. I think agents need to hear this, right? I think so many agents get into it, whether they prospect or not, they get into the industry and assume that this is gonna be easy, right? Like you said, there's more millionaires that come from real estate than anywhere else. It's easy money, you know, I'll just I'll just get in and I'll get rich. And that's not the reality of it, especially if you're gonna prospect, right? Especially if you're gonna find that success through making phone calls, you've gotta to commit to it and you've got to, to, to keep going until you get that first confidence boost, that first close, it's fantastic. Um, you mentioned certainty, and I think that's gonna be a huge topic for today's show, is how to have certainty in yourself, in your brand, in your processes. I think that ties into confidence, and we covered that with prospecting. Um, how, do you, how do you create absolute certainty in yourself and other parts of your business? Yeah. If that's not too broad of a question. No, no, it is, it is broad, it is broad, but um, yeah, I think for me, if I was gonna boil it down to, to like a process, it's like, okay, um, if I need to be, you know, certain about this conversation with this potential client or potential listing or buyer or whatever, and I'm not confident about that interaction, right. what's the step before that? Am I confident about that? Mm. No. Okay. What's the step before that? Am I confident about that? No. Okay. And I back it up. I back it up all the way down because there is a point where I can be confident and I can be certain. And sometimes that's the point before I get involved with that line, right? It could be the script or the process yes. that I find. And maybe that's where I'm building my confidence or, or my absolute certainty on. And, and then I can take it from there and say, okay, I'm absolutely certain that, that I'm trying to help people. I'm absolutely certain on what I'm doing and my motivation. So I'm willing to go find scripts. I'm willing to go work on tactics that are gonna help me because it's, it's, it's the right thing to do okay, I've got this script. Maybe I'm not super confident in my ability to pitch it, but I'm absolutely certain in this script. And it, it just snowballs. It snowballs. And quicker than you think. I, right. I'm not some insanely, supremely confident being. Maybe I'm a little arrogant, <laughs> but but really it's, it's the repetitions. It is right. confidence comes through action. It comes through mindset, but mindset comes through action, right? Yeah. I know that I'm putting in the reps. I know that I'm doing what I need to do. And it all goes from there. So that's what I would say. You just back it up. You keep rewinding. So yeah, well, it comes it comes back to kind of that exercise metaphor that you you said earlier. Um, you mentioned at the beginning is like yeah, it all comes down to reps. You want to get good at something. You want to exercise muscles and build strong muscles, a strong foundation. 
whether it's your body, your arms, your legs, or your business, your real estate, your script practice. And I love how you took it there and said, okay, I'm not confident here. Where do I, how far do I need to back it up? Because, because I think a lot of agents need, need permission to do that sometimes, right? They need permission to say, how far back do I need to track to build that confidence? And I love that you said, it happens quicker than you think, right? It's not like you're gonna have to spend a year working on scripts. You just back it up and practice for a few days or a few weeks with some friends while you work on other stuff and, and it'll, it'll get there for you. I love that. Um, building that strong foundation, right? Because without the foundation, the rest of the building's gonna crumble 100%. and, and you know, find out what that foundation foundation yeah. is. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, so we already kind of covered this, but let's, let's, let's go back and, and cover maybe one more time. What, what can new agents do? Agents who have stripped back those layers and they realize they don't have confidence anywhere in anything, brand new agent. What can they do to to kind of build up some of that confidence? I mean, what, what would you say like a good first month or two daily routine should look like for a new agent? Great question, great question. Um, love it. So first month routine, um, knowledge, learn. Um, dive into the game, listen to people cold calling. If whatever brokers you join has any coaching or training programs, get involved. Um, spend your, spend your, the first part of your day, um, before you get into your prospecting, which really should be the first meaty part of your day. Um, get into the mindset, spend some time doing some studying. Don't shortcut yourself on that would be the first thing I would say. And don't be embarrassed by it or embarrassed to ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times that's what stops people. They, they don't want to ask questions because they don't want to look stupid. Um, I have no fear of looking like a dummy. I will ask anybody anything if I think it will help me uh, move the ball downfield. Right. So I would say that. I mean, then two, I would say just start acting, like just start taking imperfect action. Um, if I can just briefly tell a quick story that I think yeah. gave me in a real general sense permission to just take action on kind of a macro level. Yeah, please do. I was actually in high school. So I was a sophomore in high school and that's how impactful this was. We're talking, you know, 15 years ago, like yeah. still like, wow. Um, uh, my English teacher was, he was, uh, he was a coach. He was, he was the track and field coach, right? So go figure that would be the guy in the story. But it's the first day, sophomore English class. We're all sitting there. Nothing has happened yet. He hasn't taken attendance. He stands up in front of the class and he holds up a $20 bill and he just looks at everybody. And all he says is the universe rewards action. And then he stood there. And for about 30 seconds, we all sat there very confused. We were very confused 15 year olds. Right. And then a kid from the third row stood up, walked to the front of the class and took the $20 bill and went and sat back down. And the coach said, he gets it, nice. he gets it. In the face of uncertainty, take action. That's all you have to do. And so to me, that's, that's what I would say. Everything works when you're a new agent. I, wouldn't, I would hesitate to give you the first month schedule other than consistency. Do whatever you want consistent. Call people consistent. Knock on doors consistently. Do open houses consistently. Um, but just do it consistently and, and yeah. it will work. Well, I'm glad that you that you brought it back to my really broad question of like, yeah, what should a new agent do? Just be consistent. That's right? it. Yes. Yes. And whatever that means for you, I think the beautiful thing about real estate is uh, you're not going to convince anybody to buy or sell a half a million dollar transaction. Not really. Like maybe right. you'll slightly speed it up or slightly slow it down or, or whatever. You're not going to really make them on a, on a huge macro level make that decision. They're going to do it 
when they're ready. Mm. Um, and so I think just making sure that um, you're ready. I kind of lost my train of thought there on that one, but just making sure that, that you're ready and, and you're taking that action and chopping down the tree, you know, sharpen your axe, but also go chop at the tree. Eventually yeah. going to come down. So. Yeah. Fail forward. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Hey, let's, I think, I think we've laid a good foundation here and thank you for that. That is, I think so many new agents need to hear exactly this, that all it takes, even if you have no confidence, repetition, consistency is vital. Um, so let's move into maybe a little bit more of where you're at today, right? And where, where you know, kind of how the market is um, treating you today. We're in one of the craziest markets we've seen in decades, right? I mean, we had the big fall of, of, of 08. Um, and, then, and then with the pandemic, we saw crazy low interest rates, crazy inventory, especially here in Utah. And I, I'm glad that we're interviewing you today because yeah. we're here in Utah as well. So I've seen a lot of the market that you're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, so so just plain and simple, what are you doing right now to be so successful and to maintain your business with with such low inventory and kind of what tactics and strategies are you doing there? Yeah, love it. Um, first of all, I build everything on mindset, right? So first of all, my mindset, and I know you've had guests on this podcast who use this phrase because I'm stealing it from them, uh, Ricky Caruth, but um, closings happen every day, right? They do. And I believe that I can be in the middle of them. And right. so I start with that. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I sometimes I hear people in the brokerage say, I can't imagine being a new real estate agent or a young real estate agent who's building their book of business. And I hate that because it's just, no, 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 no. Fair transactions, you can be in. Um, I think uh, the biggest thing that we're doing right now is we're having to be more proactive. Right. Um, so some some marketing sources like direct mail that we've used are not as robust at the moment. Um, people aren't necessarily coming to us. Um, but just about everybody, if you call them and you're polite and respectful, and in the first few seconds, you can establish some legit legitimacy, just about everyone, if they have the time is willing to have the conversation of, Hey, listen, you probably have a hundred thousand, 200,000, $300,000 of equity you're sitting on. Mm -hmm. This is what I do every day. I'd love to have a conversation with you about maybe repositioning that or cashing out or, or, or doing something a little more advantageous with it. It's, it's nice. a good time. There, it, there are very few people that are not going to be somewhat intrigued by that. Of course, you're going to catch people at the wrong time. You're going to annoy people. There's emotions mm -hmm. going on. Um, but if you throw darts at the dartboard and you're truly genuinely trying to help people with that, um, You'll find people. You'll find people. I, I, I have found uh, people don't consistently prospect in markets like this. They get discouraged. They get they get knocked down. They get cussed out on the phone and they don't want to make another call. Um, and it is really, really, really tough. But uh, what I've found is that prospecting and proactive um, tactics work just as well today as any other day, as gotcha. any other day. So what, what lead types or what prospecting strategies are you implementing? Are you calling any expireds for sell by owners or are you just doing circle prospecting? Circle prospecting, nice. circle prospecting. Um, we're just starting to build out a team now and that's what we're having our agents on the team do as well. But nice. I've built everything on just pure circle prospecting. I have never really messed with expireds. I've never really messed with FISBOs. Um, 
and uh, for a couple reasons. One, I and I'm not uh, knocking anybody who does. They're a great lead source. Um, they generally need the help if they're they're reaching that point. But one, um, expireds aren't aren't really a big thing here in Utah right now because the market is so hot. It's just there it hasn't been worth it for me in general. Um, small amount of leads, lots of realtors hitting them up. Yep. Um, and Fizbo is similarly. Uh, I've just felt if I call a for sale by owner and I, uh, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to talk to me and any tactics I use to get them to talk to me. Um, it's just not the way I want to go about it. And, and it's, I think they're a great lead source again. But for me, I like circle prospecting because I like calling neighborhoods that I do business in, I work in, I know really, really well and saying either, you know, hey, I have a buyer who really, really wants to get in here. We'd love to make an offer, make this easy for you. Let's, or if I don't have a buyer, um, kind of what I mentioned before, um, you know, it's a great time to be in the market selling right now. Uh, I've got some great tactics to help you buy on that end because I know it's scary. But have you thought about this $250,000 of equity you have and what you're doing to to 10x this? Um, and it works. And so so uh, cold calling and I we do do some door knocking as well. So I just because I like being outside, I made it HD. I like getting out. But yeah. But, <laughs> yeah so. Cool, man. Well, so is any of that circle prospecting based around any just listed or just sold properties or is it yep. primarily like, is it like purely cold? No. So, um, we, when, when usually it's around listings, right? It's around something that we just listed or we've just sold. And, um, you know, it's our opportunity to get, that's how we legitimize ourselves. You know what I mean? We use that yeah. as the subtle flex. Hey, I just sold a property for $35,000 above list price around the corner from you. You know, is there anything I can do to help you out? Have you thought about doing anything? And so it kind of get, it opens the door for the conversation, I think, when you have that. But when I first started, I mean, I was cold calling, circle prospecting, and I didn't have anything like that. And so what I did is I went on the MLS. I looked at uh, recently closed transactions in neighborhoods I wanted to uh, I wanted to work in. I found a couple that sold for above list price, and I started calling around them, and I just said, hey. Everyone knows the market is hot. I bet you didn't know that this house up the street from you just sold for 55000 above list price, did you? And they're usually like, uh, well, who are you and what? Yeah. No. And it just, it opens the door to a conversation. That's what it's all about. So, yeah. That's beautiful. And, and I love that. This is the perfect segue into another question we have here, which is, um, so how, when you're on the phone with these, with these basically cold prospects, right? You're just yeah. calling a neighborhood. When you're on the phone with them, how or what strategies or what kind of key indicators do you use to tell the difference between people who really need to sell or who really jump on and those who are just kind of wanting to sell, right? Yeah. Um, the difference between super eager people and maybe people who, oh, look that, it's convenient. Um, and, and what kind of tactics do you use between the two? Great question. Um, so first, um, again, going back to what I said a little earlier, I think people are making the decision on whether they are going to buy or sell um, themselves. There's a lot of factors, you know, the media, you know, just market knowledge in general, their friends or family, realtors, they know, you know, you if you're contacting them. Um, but I think my job is to position myself so I'm their guy when they are ready. So for me, I feel like I don't really 
push people if they're in that want phase. If they want and they have me over, then I will I will proceed. But for me, I am I'm looking for I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for volume as far as who I'm contacting. And then I'm splitting them between people I'm gonna do a transaction with down the road because they're not ready yet. Maybe they're just kicking the tires. Maybe they want to. And that goes into one process. And then people who are like, yeah, we're seriously looking at this. Right. That that one, the people who are seriously looking at, I'm trying to set an appointment. Right. That's the goal of that phone call. Um, I am legitimizing, uh, excuse me, legitimizing myself with with um, market facts, with mm. uh, information on the phone, with not being pushy, just just having a conversation with them and very openly giving them information um, that they might want. And then just kind of softly offering to give them more and walk through their home with them. So that's kind of what I do with them. So it sounds like you're kind of building your database and having kind of a long-term follow-up plan. Is that right? With both, with with depending, depending. Yes. Yeah. So if they right. if they want to sell, I am gonna I am gonna push the issue and getting getting to their house. Right. I'm gonna say, right. I'd love to love to give you an idea of what this will sell for today. I'd love to come walk the property with you. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about what what uh, our marketing plan looks like because it's a lot more dynamic than, than a lot of realtors will give you. So I kind of have that push with people who do are ready. People that aren't ready, that's exactly it. So um, we do a few things. We still send them a CMA via email. Mm. So I make sure to send that. Um, I write them a handwritten postcard immediately after we get off the phone that has our branding and the Susan Group team on it. And I send that to them. It's just very low key. It's like, hey, I kind of thought of this in relation to our conversation. Um, that goes out a couple days later. Um, the goal is always to get their email on the phone call to keep in touch with them. And then, um, they go into my weekly newsletter. So I do send out a weekly newsletter as well. Um, and then, uh, we do have a follow-up process in our CRM that just depending on how interested they were and how the conversation goes, it has tasks set for me to follow up down the road, whether that's three, six or 12 months. So that's awesome. It sounds like a really kind of well-organized, well-built system that regardless, you know, you can take advantage of that now business always, right? But then look forward to that later business from these calls you're making. And I think circle prospecting is perfect for that. It's perfect for educating people, like you said, mm-hmm. finding out who's ready now, who, who, who needs to sell right now, and then who might want to sell down the road. That's perfect. Um, so we've got a couple questions from the audience yeah, uh, creeping in here. Let's uh, get one going from Michael. He asks, what kind of scripts are you using? Do you use your own or do you follow Ricky's scripts? Yeah, great question. So initially I used Ricky's script word for word. That is what I used and that's what I used uh, to have that confidence, right? So when I first right. started and wasn't sure, I used Ricky's script. I did exactly what Ricky said. I was a little Ricky Carew fanboy. That's what I did. Um, and it worked for me. Like I'm not knocking that when I say I was a Ricky Cruz fanboy. It absolutely yeah. did work. Um, I think what Ricky does is perfect for Ricky. I don't think it's necessarily perfect for everybody. So once I was able to get some business going and build some confidence on that, I made some shifts of my own. The script I use isn't exactly like his now. It's built on the very, very similar principles as as, as you can tell. I'm, um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the important thing is, right, you don't have to invent reinvent the wheel with any of this. There's processes to everything. But right. the beautiful part about real estate is people work with you for you being you. That's the cool thing about our industry versus any other industry. Like if you're a, you know, a, a, 
Harry Potter fanboy nerd who likes to, you know, go down to the comic book store on Saturdays. Hey, I'm there, you know, Hufflepuffs for life. Um, <laughs> you know, people will buy with you because you're a Harry Potter nerd that goes to the comic book store on Fridays. You know, if you are, right. if you're the football guy, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. um, that, well, as a Harry Potter nerd who loves comic book stores, I appreciate that, that shout out. There. Yes, that's exactly. But, yeah. but that's what I would say. So take, take what you like, what vibes with you, whether that's Ricky or Tom Ferry or whatever, yeah. and then lean into you, lean into your personality right. and organically let that evolve. Make sure the systems are tight, but kind of like the over, over our scripts and verbiage like let it let it uh let it evolve into you is what i think so it sounds like you let your scripts be as flexible as they need to be to let you shine through Does that this sound is right? a big mistake i think people make with scripts especially people who are new that aren't familiar with sales as an industry mm. a script is not like a movie script you should mm. not be reading something word for word on the phone you should not be thinking oh they said this let me flip to the response what a script is, is it's a map. It's a guidebook. It says, you know, here's the first guidepost you need to get to. Here's the next one. Here's mm. the next one. And so you have a very clear direction of where the conversation is going. It's not just wherever they lead it. You're leading it to those guideposts, but you should have a lot of flexibility and, and dynamicness in between. You should be reading the conversation and, and reflecting back at them. And so, so that's right. how I would view it. It's a lot more about bullet points than about, um, than about specific word for word. I love that approach because I've done a few trainings myself where people really get stuck and, and bogged down in the verbatim aspect of a mm -hmm. script, treating it like you said, like a movie script, where if I'm gonna take it back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast, don't get stuck in consumption, right? Don't get stuck in the education, don't get stuck in your script so hard that you sound like a robot on the phone, exactly. right? Make it yourself. I love that guideposts. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, we've got one last question from someone who um, from our survey. Oh, actually, we had another one creep in here. Michael also asked, do you use anything like HomeBot or weekly email to get emails or kind of what tools do you use Great for that follow up campaign stuff? Great question. So I use MailChimp for, MailChimp. for yeah. all of my email stuff. Um, as far as how I get my emails, I'm not sure if that's exactly what you were asking, but as far as how I collect emails, um, 100% organically. So I don't put any emails on my list that I purchase or get from websites. Um, I will get them from people giving them to me through social ads, from open house check-in sheets. I always make sure to have an email line on there, um, but predominantly from phone calls and, and door knocking, mostly phone calls. Um, mm. I try and get everybody's email. Um, I let them know it's because I wanna keep in touch and I wanna deliver value and that I'm not gonna spam them. Uh, I let them know to expect that email and I send an intro email as well. I actually forgot to mention that before they ever get a week. Yeah. Well, there's, there's an intro. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, let's kind of put a big bow on this and say, um, do you mind doing a role play call with me? Yeah, let's do a it. Let's do a circle prospecting call where your goal is to get that email and let me know what my home is worth. And we'll, we'll just okay. kind of go from there. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, hey, Andrew. Hey, uh, who is this? Hey, hey, this is Cole Souza with Keller Williams Realty. How's okay. it going today, man? Uh, good, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing so well. I'm actually enjoying this warm front coming through. Mm. It's been, uh, I'm from California, man. Here in Utah, it's a little cold for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, enjoying it too. Uh, how can I help you today? Cool, cool, man. Well, listen, the reason I'm calling, I'll just cut straight to it. Um, I just recently sold a house around the corner from you. We sold for 52,000 above list price and our phones have not stopped banging off the hooks. Um, I mean, you live here, you know, everyone loves the neighborhood. 
Um, didn't know if you'd have any interest in, in maybe upsizing and downsizing. You said 50,000, they sold for 50,000. 2,000 above list mm. price. So the home was really similar to yours. Comps yeah. were actually about 385,000. I was mm. really confident with our marketing that we could list at 400, so we did. And then we actually ended up selling for 452. So wow. it's just, it's that crazy. I don't know if you've you've looked at what, what uh, you know, what your equity is in that house or what you might sell for, but. Yeah, I've heard some whispers, but nothing concrete. Um... That's interesting. Well, you know, we're 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 actually uh, good right now. We're sitting tight until my oldest graduates high school in a year or two. Um, so I appreciate the call, but uh, and it's good to know about the market. But I think I think we're set for now. I get that, man. I get that. Um, I'll just say this while I have you, and then I'll let you hop off. I don't want to keep you. Um, it's always good to have a long term plan. I do like to consider myself the absolute hardest working realtor in your area. Um, I'd love to just give you some information to look at so you have it in front of you. I won't bug you or anything. I'd just love to, you know, give you exactly what your property's worth. Um, I could give you a round number, but I could give you a very specific number if I came and walked it for five minutes. I mean, uh, would you mind if I maybe stopped by? Uh, it depends when. I'm pretty busy this week, but I, I don't see it, if it could hurt, especially if you're selling houses for 52 over. It's crazy. Cool. Love it. So at this point, like I would either push and try and set the appointment. If I felt like he was really cold, mm -hmm. I would just back up and I'd be like, you know, man, listen, in a neighborhood like this, I can get it pretty much down to the thousand what I think it'll sell for unless something is super kooky about your place. Mm -hmm. So I still would love to walk it before I guarantee a number like this, but I'll still send you what I think. If you need anything else, I'm your guy. And then I'd hop off. I'd get, well, I'd get their email. I'd hop off. I would send that CMA and then I would write that handwritten postcard and I would have that in the mail about two days later. And then the postcard would not really be super um, specific about that. I would send something like, hey, was just thinking about, you know, your situation. And if you do think about, well, I guess you weren't thinking about buying. I would say, I would say something relevant. You know what right. I mean? Um, maybe something about the school district or something, right. you know, what the market Kids graduation or just like, Hey, there's a new development over here on this side of the city. I think it's actually going to be ready in about two yeah. years. So, you know, maybe inside yeah. track, I'll keep you in the loop. Something like that. Well, our audience is great. We had someone chime in with an objection that uh, Spencer asked, Love it. um, what about what I'm, I'm, we'll just jump back into the role play. I'm, I'm actually pretty worried about getting into a new house. I know how much my house is worth. I know the houses are going for crazy over asking, but if I move, I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a new house. Yes. You, anybody that tells you it's a cakewalk right now would be lying to you. First of all, mm -hmm. so you're right. I'm glad you have a realistic idea of the market because a lot of buyers don't. So I'm, I'm glad that you understand how this, this whole uh, chessboard looks. Um, this is what I would say. We work with buyers all the time and we get them into houses. I am confident that we can get you into a house if that's the move that you wanna make. We do have some strategies for that. There's something called leaseback. Um, when you're selling, you're the king of the castle, you, so you can demand whatever you want. My my advice, without getting too deep into it, because I don't want to yak you off on the phone, um, my advice would be uh, demand everything while you're selling. Demand everything. Demand a free lease back. Give yourself a few months to stay there and look for a place, and then find yourself a bulldog who's going to go out there and get you exactly what you need. They'll knock doors for you if it's not on the market, whatever. Listen, man, I'd love to do it for you if you want me to. If not, that's fine too. Um, it's up to you. So that, that's nice. I'm very confident in my value proposition 
And so mm-hmm. I'm very aggressive with that. I'm very not aggressive with pushing people to make decisions. Right. I'm confident that I am the right choice and people will see that and work with me. I, I get the sense that you're kind of giving them the power, right? Educating them, giving them the power, and then being the confident, positioning yourself as a confident agent that they should remember and go with in the long run. Right? Yeah, I think also, this is the last thing I'll say because I know we're, we're kind of running up on it. But, yeah. But I, I, think, I think you're right, but I think there's a switch that's flipped and that's why I want to make this one point. I think when you're getting to that point, that's exactly what I do. Uh, you know, I'm your guy. There's a storm coming through. The Rose Park has the trees falling down on everybody's houses. You know, I'm your guy who's going to go run over there and bring the patio furniture in if you're on vacation. Whether we've done a deal or not, I'm going to go right. do that for you. So that is me. You know, that is me giving them all the information, putting it out there. When they're my client, the switch flips. I am now the tour guide. I am now the leader of the pack. I am now the one who's shepherding this along. And and I guess the thing I would say is, you know, if if you're on a tour in a city that you're not familiar with, does the tour guide ask you where you want to go next or does he tell you where you're going next? Right. And so that is when that switch flips and it's and that's what they want. It's, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make this happen for you. Here's what the outcome's going to be. So I love that. I love the idea of, of, of letting that power dynamic be a little bit more flexible than I think a lot of agents want to let it be. That's, that's fantastic. Well, Cole, like you said, we're running up on our time here. Um, any last thoughts, any final thoughts on confidence and certainty and, and what people can do in this market for our, for our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think everything is mindset. I think everything comes down to that. I am someone who you may think it's ridiculous, but I think anybody can do just about anything if they are convinced they can do it. Um, And so if I can do that for someone who's listening, I guess like anyone can be successful in this market. I'm not very smart. I'm not anything. I don't have any dynamic skill set. Um, I'm a high school dropout. I don't have a college degree. I, you know, it, it doesn't take any innate special thing. What it takes is confidence in yourself and who you are, whatever that is confidence in the processes that you're building your business on, um, and action, just take action, whatever. I love it. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Cole. Um, I think you've, you've left a lot of value and a lot of, of, of great education with our audience here today. Um, hang out with me for a couple of minutes afterwards. We'll chat, but for our audience, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, thanks for being here. We, um, are, we do this every week, every Thursday at one thirty mountain time. That's three thirty Eastern. So can join I us here. my Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. I love it. I've been putting out a lot of information lately on my Instagram as far as, um, you know, tips and tricks that I think are helpful for realtors yeah. and particularly new realtors and some of the okay. things I've done. So if anybody's interested in that, my Instagram is Cole E. Souza, S-O-U-Z-A. I love it. If you want to follow me, DM me, whatever. Um, I like to connect with people. Perfect. And um, we've also got your website up on screen. Uh, let's see. What do we, what do we got? It's uh, SouzaGroup801.com. That's, right? that's more for people looking to buy or sell. It's looking just to buy or sell. That, that, so I, I was going to ask, does that lead to your Instagram or is that just the company? Uh, no, that's just the company. So that would okay. be for people who are looking to buy or sell. Probably won't interest anyone seeing this, but I'd love it if, if anybody hit me up on Instagram. Um, I'd love that. Love to connect. Okay. Cole E. Souza on Instagram. Everyone go check it out. He's dropping tons of tips and tricks and and hacks for you. Um, So until next week, thanks everyone for being here and uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, Cole. Thanks guys.